freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 429 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com where you set the price on guns ammo and accessories i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd i want to the theme of our show i want you to really listen to the words if we can keep it, mm-hmm. that is very important. And our guest today is She Van Fleet. She is the author of Mao's America, A Surviving Warning. She grew up in Mao's China. She spent the entire school years in the turmoil of the Chinese Cultural Revolution, but attended college in the U.S. She has never been politically involved, but like many Americans, 2020 had become a turning point for her. Compelled by her personal experiences under Mao and the realization that Chinese cultural revolution she lived through is taking place here in America. It's happening here Mm -hmm. in America. It's happening. Mm -hmm. She has committed herself to the mission of educating American people about the horror of socialism, communism, communism, and warning of the danger of cultural Marxist woke revolution that is threatening our country. Her upcoming book, Mao's America, A Survivor's Warning, will be available in October of 2023. Welcome to the show, Xi. Thank you so much. Thank you for finding me and invite <laughs> me. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I had a hard time reading the script because I'm so, I'm, I'm almost shaking at thinking that we are becoming what China is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That is frightening. It's absolutely frightening. It really is. And, and we're going to unpack that as we go forward. And the the way that I found you was two things. One is I'm a visiting fellow with the independent women's forum and okay. you did an interview with them. Yes. Uh, they helped us connect. And I also saw you on, I think it was a Fox and friends show maybe uh, just recently. Yes. And yeah. The, the, the about the indictment. Yeah. I think it's about Trump indictment. And the, the title of your book just struck me to yeah. think what the heck, you know, I, I don't think you are far off at all. I don't disagree with the idea that that's happening at all. And if mm-hmm. we can help more people focus in on it, the, the more, the better. Um, I want to start though, that part of your story is that after high school, like you're still in China at this time, You and other urban youths were forced to work in the fields for three years to be Mm re-educated by the the peasants. Yes, yes. Did the Chinese government want you to learn how to be farmers? What what did they mean? I know. All this is foreign to Americans or to Westerners or people live outside the communist China. 
by the time I graduated from high school, um, the uh, the Cultural Revolution uh, have kind of run into courses, and so many people uh, died, and the economy was just totally non-existent. So one of the reasons that Mao wanted to send all the urban youth to the countryside is there's no jobs. And he did not want to have a lot of uh, uh, use in the city, jobless, right? And become potential uh, troubles. But re-education uh, re is a term that uh, the CCP has been used for decades before the Cultural Revolution. It really meant thought reform. That, And they believe that we all have, uh, no matter how indoctrinated we, we are, we were never complete, com uh, complete uh, communist. We have to keep reforming our thought so that we think exactly what we're supposed to think, like good communist. So it's uh, especially important for the educated people and intellectuals. And even I just graduated from high school and I'm considered uh, an educated person. And when, when an educated person, you know, they tend to think too much. And the goal is <laughs> Stop that. Reform it so that you will be like the peasants who are the true revolutionaries. Hmm. Interesting. It's a, it's a really send, a punishment. Why send kids to uh, school anyway if that's their thought process? That's exactly what uh, uh, Mao's uh, uh, question. What's the use of education? So in, in earlier years, we had 12 years uh, school system, just like here, K to 12. Mao cut it two years out of it. Say, There's no need for education. You know, just 10 years is enough. Or 10 years is too much. Even those 10 years, the the bourgeois or the bad thought might get into those people's mind like uh, like the kids. So he cut it up. And uh, so during the Cultural Revolution, he radicalized education system. So everything has to, uh, has to be uh, has to be controlled by the party lines. And for one year, um, we had no textbooks. The, um, the textbook we used before was not good enough, not radical enough, or banned. So we had Mao's little red book as our textbook for an entire year. Are you familiar with that? And uh, I think people started to learn about the Cultural Revolution. And the little red book, uh, the little book of Mao's quotations, it's kind of like our Bible. And everyone had a copy. And we read it from beginning to the end and over again and again and again. And we're supposed to remember every line. And we use the line to guide our thinking, guide our action. And that's wow. what the uh, Cultural Revolution education system become. Totally radicalized to be, for one reason only, indoctrination and train the students to be future revolutionaries wow just like here just like here yeah yes. so so did you like when you went to the farms to work was it like prison camp was it um hard, it's hard not labor? farm it, it's really not even farm it is collective collectivized farming so all the land everything belonged to the state and we were just laborers and so it's very primitive and the peasants and were just as uh, uh, poorly treated. They had no land of their own. So we every day we were gathered in a meeting place and the leader were sign us a uh, task for the day. And we make points. And then 
in the harvest time, we use the points to exchange for produce. So it's like a it's like a plantation. It's really like slave plantation. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting that he's taking people who at least have been exposed to some level of education and mm-hmm. putting them with. It seems like he would be educating the peasants accidentally, you know, because you're going to take your knowledge with you, but yet it was already prescripted. It's yeah, it, but it's yeah, it's the goal is not we become the peasants are more educated or enlightened the the goal is we become more like parents the uh, peasants so we don't think and we just you know become uh um what's the word our zombies Zombies. slaves yeah yeah so she slaves so what happens she if if you if you protested or thought of different ideas and shared that what would happen to you well, uh, yeah, you would definitely, definitely be arrested and imprisoned. And uh, and uh, if you refuse to be reformed, you'll be executed. Ooh. Very simple. Wow. And, uh, and, and that's, that is something that even, you know, like for you, you can't even fathom what was it like in uh, living under communism because the history of communism was never really taught to the American people. It's not in the curriculum in uh, our public schools, not in the universities. Today, I just I'm just angry when I hear young people say communism is about sharing and caring. No, yeah. communism is about enslavement. Wow! Yeah. It it to wow. me it's it, it so you should know it to me yeah. it's about it's about sharing the the necessities <laughs> and it's also about you know you 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 are a slave you are a slave yeah. no matter what they yeah. say and yeah. I see that with the young generation too and no I I have been privileged I I've had a good life but I couldn't imagine being told that no you can't do this you have to work in the fields or you have to do this and you can't you can't grow you can't advance you're you're just stay it, it, the same it, it, it's not even that you advance you are nothing you are not an individual we are all a group our group is we were conditioned to think that our goal in life or our dream is the dream of the party and the party will put us wherever the party want us and we should be happy about it we should not complain about it. And we are the property of the state. And we're conditioned to accept that. So what you think, oh, I want to be, no, I want to be a good party member and I want to make the party happy. And that's what uh, most of the people were conditioned to think. Wow. It is, uh, you know, in slavery, it's uh, just a evil, evil system. But Absolutely. the communist uh, uh, slavery is not only your physical uh, uh, freedom. It's every part of your life. You're thinking everything they want to control. We had control of how much grain we could have, how much meat, cooking oil, toothpaste. Where can we move? We cannot just move around. We can't just move to another city. The peasants could not just come and decided they want to live in the city. No, they can't. And we were so poor, but travel was such a luxury. And uh, I did not see another city until I was in high school. And, uh, and I went to visit my hometown, and which is uh, um, and, and the next 
province nearby, and that was a luxury. So many people never get to be uh, go beyond their little village. Mm, wow! Everything is so controlled. You, you did end up earning a master's degree in English and library science. Am I saying that right? Library yes. science. Yeah, library science. Yes. And okay, so <laughs> go ahead. What What happened to me is that. And Mao died okay. when I was, uh, I think when I was 18, I was still in the countryside. And after his death, Deng Xiaoping took over the power and he was a reformer. He knew that China was in the brink of total collapse. It's mm -hmm. just absolutely um, dysphoria. It's just absolutely in a ruined state and he has to do something. So he decided to open China up and then to invite the uh, foreign investment in the process and Chinese citizen for the first time could go outside. And I applied and I was so lucky to offer assistantship to come to study in America, in Kentucky. Yeah, that's how I got out. Oh, wow. So did they want you to come here and learn and then go back and use your teach your your studies there or what did they want you to do what was the reason for letting you go yeah that's what they are they go but most of us you know nobody want to go back and mm -hmm. uh so and during the uh um it's 1989 that the tiananmen square student massacre if you remember that yes. congress passed the law to allow all the students that came before 1989 um, to come and to become um, eligible for a green card. So if you went back to China now, would you be considered a criminal? Well, the things are different now. Things that later on, Xi Jinping sent a lot of students, excuse me, to, to America to study. He wants now, he wants people to come here and to learn about the science and technology to go back and build his empire. So things has changed, but I am a product of Mao's China. And that was the most the brutal, the brutal regime in the history. And uh, so now um, it's, you know, you can come out somewhat, but uh, um, Xi Jinping is tightening it up. Now it's, it's more and more difficult. Yes. Mm, very good. So, um, you know, your, your day job, which uh, I think you mentioned off air that, you know, you've, you've kind of moved away from so that you can focus on the work you're doing now with, with your your book and, and spreading information. Um, it, you were in the field of information management. So mm -hmm. that in my marketing brain, that sounds like, you know, you're a, a marketer in some way. You, can you describe what, what that field is? No, yeah. I, um, I had a degree in English when I was in China. When I came here, I got an, a master's degree in English and I, I really could not use that. It's, it's uh, to get a real job. So I eventually, I got a degree in library science and become a librarian. But I don't work in library. I work in uh, um, in companies to manage the data, like index the data, you know. So I was just like, it's a boring job, but I like it because I don't have to deal with people. I just deal with data. <laughs> so I worked there, you know, for uh, uh, 
almost 30 years and mind my own business, never get involved in politics. And uh, until just like you said earlier, 2020 was a turning point for a lot of people and definitely was a turning point for me. And when I saw what's going on with BMM and Tifa burning our cities, I said, that's it. I have to do something. So I got involved. Yeah, even our media is that. our media is is doing it to us too. They're they're trying to change America, and uh, it's very scary. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so the people that are watching and listening, mm -hmm. that especially the ones that feel like you know we want, uh, you know these T-shirts that that glorify and glamorize the idea of Marxism and communism. They clearly, I think, they don't really understand what the cultural re revolution was in China and how that pertains to what's happening here in America now. Can you unpack that a little bit more for us to really kind of put a sharp point on it? Yes, yes. Yeah. And what the reason I got involved is what is happening here is history being repeated. And that's the history that I lived through under Mao, the culture revolution. And what is culture revolution? Really, a lot of people still wonder what it is about. It is about destroy all the tradition, all the past, all the history, all the institution, and destroy everything so that you can Build back better, in Biden's word, build back mm. like what? Build back in Mao's own image to build China back, to wipe out all the, all the past so that to build China with Mao's, Mao Zedong thought. That is like a, Mao's, Maoism. That is the most radical version of Marxism. So during the Cultural Revolution, we did the cancel culture. And in Chinese words, it's destroy the four olds. Old tradition, old idea, old habits, and old custom. Everything that's old has to be destroyed. That including destroy the statues. The statues of, uh, of Buddha, the statues of Jesus. Anything that represents something traditional, something religious, has to be destroyed. And we the uh, those were done by the Red Guards. Who are the Red Guards? They were the kids. The kids were weaponized during the Cultural Revolution. And the kids were from uh, as young as elementary school kids to college. They were the ones that did carry out Mao's revolution and they were called Red Guards. Now I started to call the uh, radical youth here, American Red Guards. And they are doing exactly what the uh, uh, Chinese Red Guards did, including changing names, names of institution, names of streets. And in China, as far as names of their own personal names, because everything has to be revolutionary and have to be up to the standards of political correctness of the day. They absolutely, when I saw this BMM, changing street names, right? They changed so many 
uh, school names in uh, in Fairfax, uh, Virginia, and and next to my uh, county, they changed um, uh, some school names with Washington or Jefferson, and changed it and changed it because it's they don't want the slave owners to be their institution names, and that's exactly what happened in China. So all this and identity politics. Now we're so obsessed with identity. That's exactly what happened in the Cultural Revolution. The Chinese people were divided into two classes. One is red class, the good guys. Another is black class, the bad guys. The black class are the enemy of the state. The problem is who decide you, uh, you belong to red or the black classes? The party. The party in power decide, just like today. Now Biden say the MAGA people are extremists. And so, and then the the kids were taught to hate them. Once they were labeled black class, they were the enemy of the state. They're no longer human. They are absolutely uh enemy to be destroyed. The kids killed many, many people and started with the principal. The first killing that took place in uh, Cultural Revolution were done by a group of middle school girls. They wow. beat and tortured and killed their principal in Beijing in 1966. And that was the first killing. And after that, millions, millions were killed and they died in the hands of the Red Guards. Why such hate? It's because they're indoctrinated. And today they say, why they hate so much? They hate Trump. When you talk the name, just mention the names. They were just like, you know, shaking with hatred. Same thing. Indoctrination, of course, in the media too. The media was all controlled by, uh, by the CCP. The kids are the instrument of the revolution, which is exactly what's going on today in America. As you say all this, I'm seeing it happen. I, you give examples and I see examples of exactly here in the States. And it's like, yes. it's, it's sickening. It is sickening. absolutely. You know, like in China, the, the, the family were divided. And so because of, from a, a very early on, we were taught our true parents were the party. Our true parent was the Mao. And if you find anyone stand against party and Mao, they're your enemy. Even if they're your parents and kids, Many, many kids reported their parents and some ended being executed. Oh. And that is, uh, that is really happening in America today. The family were divided. The, the whole country was divided. And the hate is just, the only thing I can think about is what happened in the Cultural Revolution, that the kids can hate their teachers. They kill their teachers. They kill their, their uh, principal just because Mao said they belong to the black class. And wow. they're not punished or they're just... No, they're, they're supported crazy. just like today. Do you think those uh, rioters, do you think those criminals were punished? No, no. because mm -hmm. someone was behind them. Someone mm -hmm. granted them the power. Yeah. And that's happened in the Cultural Revolution. They Here we defund the police. There we destroy the whole uh, criminal justice system. Whole thing is gone. No police. The red guards can do whatever. And here, same the same thing. Now the the criminals were celebrated, and the police were punished, right? Wow. Same um, thing. 
That's why people really need my book because I detailed in it the parallels. Absolutely. The parallels is frightening. It's frightening. That's why I call uh, entitled my book Mouse America. It is to me, to me, or people like me, is history repeating. Absolutely, and you know, I I want to ask the question that, that I I think we're definitely going to get there at the end, but I'm going to ask it now. What? How do we stand against it? What are? Do you do you have a prescription for us? Do you have a a fix for us? I know the people ask me that question, and I, of course, of course, we have to stop it, and we can stop it. But I always say the first step is to understand, and that's what we're doing, right? We're doing it to uh, reach out to the people, your listeners, and to let them know that really what happened in America happened before. It yes. happened in China and it happened to people like me. And it is Marxism. It is communism. So you have to understand that. It's no longer some crazy, the, the left just go kind of uh, crazy. No, they already, the nature of the uh, Democratic Party has changed. Yeah. It, it, it's becoming, and all has become a communist party. Yes. All the tactics they use are uh, identical to what Mao used, to what Xi Jinping is using today. Okay, so understand it is the first thing. And, uh, and you can't really fight something you don't understand, right? right. So the, the next thing is to expose, just like what you're doing, reach all uh, the people, the people who listen to this, and if they, if they think that makes sense to them, tell their friends, mm -hmm. tell their family and coworkers if they can. Mm -hmm. And then we need to resist. Mm -hmm. And we need to get organized. Well, she, it looks to me like, like instead of uh, having a family, we need to raise our family. We need to raise our kids and we need to put the, put thinking in their heads instead of programming in their heads. Because the school is already being captured, they you have. know, that public school and academia. And then it is now the family. The family has been so destroyed in America as well. But uh, that's what happened in China. They destroyed their family. That's how they control the kids. But here, we need family to teach our kids the real history, the value, and uh, because uh, school, while we're fighting for school, but we can't count on it right now. We have to really depend on the family. And of course, how do you keep the family together? We have to keep our faith. And that's always what communism um, uh, does. They destroy religion, they destroy family, mm -hmm. and the takeover of education, the takeover the uh, the media, and of course, they confiscate the gun, and then they control there everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, always, that always. My next question is, why would the Second Amendment be important from a survivor of communism like yourself. Yeah. And it, well, at, at first, when I came here, I did not understand uh, the issue of guns. I said, oh, Americans are crazy. They, they just love guns, you know, <laughs> and why we need guns. It took me a long time before I understand the brilliance of our founding father. The gun is there to secure our basic rights. Mm -hmm. And that 
it took me quite a while, really, uh, being an immigrant. You know, I, I, I never saw a gun because we were so disarmed. I never, I, I saw gun as uh, uh, when I was in school, we get military training, but it's not my gun. You know, nobody owned any guns. And because the uh, population is so disarmed, they have no way to fight back. And actually, this is something I still trying to relearn everything that I was taught because everything I was taught was fake history when I was in China. And I remember this, uh, um, even I just found out just, just like a few months ago that the uh, in my area in the Southwest, we I heard from very young age that there's a lot of armed bandits in the 1940s, uh, uh, 1950s, that the army have to go there and suppress it. I just learned recently, those were peasants' uh, uprising because the peasants were pushed and by the CCP to the point that all their produce or the, the grain were confiscated and then they decide to band together and rise up. They had arms, they had weapons back then. Wow. And so, of course, the army su uh, suppressed them and the gun was uh, um, confiscated. But that to me is, oh, my God, you know, China, the people were armed, but that yeah. could not uh, be uh, tolerated by the communists. So right. when you have no arm, you can't, you don't have rights, but you don't have arms to defend your rights. So you basically just be totally controlled and become helpless slaves. That's wow. why we need our second amendment. And to me, I have to say, it took me a while to understand why. Yeah. And I think a lot of Americans, they never taught why, they just taught by those of uh, the left that, you know, gun equals gun violence. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that is the key, education to me. I think what we are dealing with today is really information war. Yes, the kids Absolutely. were not taught history. They were not taught our constitution. They don't understand why we have to have our Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you know, exactly just right. th there's another parallel there. You know, you said that these people were fighting in the mountains to to defend themselves, and they labeled us criminals. Yeah, and and we're doing that today. There are so, people yeah. that are defending themselves. And they're labeled as criminals. Oh, he yeah. had a hundred guns. Yeah, he had a hundred. Oh, he must be some kind of bad criminal guy. bad guy because he has a hundred guns. Yeah, and we're doing the same thing. We're making it if you have guns that you are a bad person. That's what they're they're and they're teaching kids that guns are bad. And so I, I'm getting chills seeing all this stuff. But I wanted to ask you, she is there you know the red book that you talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Is there a version of that in English? Actually, you can. There's a PDF. Yes, you just say you search "mouse little red book." Okay, it's, it's just, just interesting. A, it's just interesting to see how that, how that. I'd I'd like to see how that was formed and what. It's all just a bunch of nonsense, but you can try. I'm to sure read it, it is. I'm I'm sure it is nonsense. Just to look one for of parallels. A, but yeah, it's right? parallels. One of it's a, more parallels. Yeah, I can. I can just. Uh, I, because I read it, I don't know how many times, back and forth and back and forth, and I remember so many lines. One of the lines is, uh, the power came out of the barrel of the gun. Okay, so it's violence, 
If you want power, you need violence. Rather, is uh, rebellion is justified. So that is the slogan that the kids chanted when they went, you know, around and destroy our civilization and, and, and country. Rebellion is justified, and that's what's going on today. Yes. Yeah, it's from Mouse Little Red Book. Yeah, we can burn we can burn buildings and businesses yeah. and mm -hmm. it's all okay. They have insurance, it's all okay. Yeah. You know, it's it's because they're fighting uh, against oppression, right? Yeah. That's the same thing we heard. You know, I I I look back at this and I say, okay, I would rather be a slave to capitalism so I can choose what I want to do and how I want to work versus being a slave to communism where I have no choice at all. Yeah, actually, you know, to me, free, um, capitalism means freedom. It I, gave I you agree. a choice. It gave you a choice. You right. know, um, if someone pay you not enough, you have the choice to reject it. In communism, right. you have no choice. That's the same thing as no freedom, right? When you have right. no choice, you have no freedom. That's everything was uh, given. We were given a job. We never just go on and look for a job. We were given this, we were given that. And so if you don't obey, you got nothing. Right. If you don't Taking obey, away. you'll have no food, no housing because everything's controlled. Well, the reason I use that example is I'd rather be a slave to capitalism is because a lot of people saying are saying capitalism is a form of slavery. And not, so yeah. let's go to be communism where everything is shared. They're both you know, if you have a choice, I'd rather have the choice of being a slave to capitalism because, again, my whole life, every choice I made was mine. Right. Yeah, no freedom. one told me yeah. just what I had to do. Freedom, yeah. and we it's yes. worth fighting right. for. So that takes us, you know, kind of full circle as we start wrapping up um, that our, our U.S. founders did promise us only one thing, that, you know, we would have to exercise eternal vigilance in order to keep it. And of course we've titled this, this episode, if you can keep it exactly, um, because it's not promised that that is part of freedom. The downside of freedom, I guess, is that, you know, you, it, it can go away. There's always somebody yeah. looking to, to um, either coerce force or woo you into a state of enslavement yes. and we have to totally. keep, we have to keep it in the forefront of our minds we are in i believe a spiritual war you've mentioned how spirituality is so important i believe we're in a culture war and i i think that we've moved from it being sort of in a cold state you know a cold war i think we're in a warm war with yeah both yes we see violence yes it's no longer a war of words it's violence now exactly. chaos and violence and so you already did mention this but just as we go out um to give our viewers and our listeners just a, a little bit of a a road map or a recipe book just tell us one more time what is it that we could do should do must do in your opinion to um, keep america bounded in our values that our founding fathers fought bled starved and died for in order to even have the opportunity to write this document yes of course there's many things we can do but one thing that 
everyone can do is get involved in local politics. I was in a fundraiser for a school board member, uh, a school board candidate, not even in my own county, in the next uh, a nearby county. I've been to another one um, the day before to support a Senate, Virginia Senate candidate. We have to get involved at the local level, especially school board. That's how we get back our school. And we have to uh, win the war uh, over our children. They are our future, and they are really the future of this country. And we need to stop the indoctrination, and, uh, and we start with school. And I think if school is the battle that decides whether we win the war. Mm -hmm. Well, if they've turned the Red Guard, if they've turned children into murderers, of their own principles and parents and turning them yeah. in to face execution. We know it can happen. There's no guesswork there. Yes. We know the playbook they used to cause it. And if we don't wake up and pay attention, we're going to end up in exactly the same boat and yeah. we will end up actually Mao will be, you know, it will be Mao's America as your book is titled. And uh, are are you feeling like you know we are already in Mao's America, or are you feeling like in many ways yes, in many ways yes. But I always tell people, we are not fully a communist country yet. We can still talk like today, you know, talking to you. We still have a certain freedom. If we let it go, if we don't fight to keep it, definitely, definitely Absolutely. down the road is tyranny. And totalitarianism waiting for us. Absolutely. Well, they tried to do that already with Facebook and uh, yes, yes, Instagram and everything. So it's it's a fine example. Yeah. You say it can never happen in America. Well, folks, it's happening in America. It's happening, and that's why if we can keep it is such an important statement. Absolutely. Yes. Well, gee, thank you so much for all that you're doing. Thank you for taking time to be with us here today. Could you tell folks how they can purchase your book um, and follow the all the work that you're doing? Yes. I hope people will check out my book because uh, we touched a little bit of those topics today. But in my book, I lay out all the main parallels of the Cultural Revolution that took place in China and the Cultural Revolution that's taking place in America. And when we understand what is uh, really happening we will be able to fight it back more effectively. Also, I'm very, very active on Twitter. So follow me and my handle is, uh, it's no longer Twitter, it's X, right? It's X Van Fleet at, at X. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's getting confusing. So it's X Van Fleet on X. And my book, the title is uh, Mouse America uh, Survivor's Warning. And it's a, uh, you can pre-order it anywhere book is, uh, books are sold. Fantastic. I have mine pre-ordered on audible.com because I can listen as I'm running around uh, yes, traveling yes. and all the things I do. So you have multiple opportunities for people to um, hear your, your wisdom and read your wisdom. Thank you again so much. And I do follow you on Twitter and I'm sharing Thank the you. heck out everything you, you post because I'm like, yes, more of that. <laughs> so, thank you so much. Thank you yes, so thank much. You. God bless. We will definitely uh, connect with you again.
Hope so. That would be yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My gosh. I am the hair on my back of my neck is standing straight up right now. Because as she was talking, I kept showing comparables in my head of all the things that are the same. And it's it is super scary. And it's like I want to know what my grandkids, when they come home from school every day, I want to know what they were taught. I want to know, even at grandkids, I mean, you think at an early age, it won't make any difference, but it does because they position them to go to the next year and to the next year and the next year. And pretty soon they're in college. And we know, I mean, everybody knows for a fact that we're being indoctrinated in college. Right. We're hap It's happening. We've had so many um, people, you know, say over the years you know, they, that they raised their child to be, you know, a certain way. And they were a certain way when they left high school and they went off to college. By the time they get back for Christmas, uh, they start, you know, that really their thought processes are a lot different. Flash forward to the next Christmas. Well, now we're having major arguments at the table, which can be healthy, right? Well, healthy, but then by the third Christmas, now we've got this major divide and right. they feel like they've lost their child. Yeah, we've and I've had conversations with people and they say, yeah, all my family is is conservative except for the one. Yeah. There's always the one. And I say, is that the one that went to college? <laughs> yes, that's the one that went to college. And it happens a lot. And it's one thing the way that it is currently, but when you overlay that with what happened in China, that just, right. just terrifies me. To think that they, the government filled these young people's minds with with murderous intentions, right? And now those human beings have to live with their actions, yeah. Because they accepted that and and acted on it. But oh, they're okay gosh, with it. it they're okay terrifies. with it because they are really for the state. But I I, I look. I remember having conversations with relatives of ours that that think, oh, the communist way is a good way as they're searching stuff on their phone. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, well, if this was a communist country, would you, you would have a phone maybe, but you wouldn't have the information that you have. Mm -hmm. They would limit your information. They would, they we kind of limited. In well, even right more now? though, I'm just saying it's more. It's so it's like, like I said, there's people that say that being a, uh, uh, you know that I'm a slave to uh, uh, capitalism. Capitalism, but at I least I have heard a choice. That phrase actually. That's... They they don't, but they look at it like, oh, you work for the man. You work. You work oh, until oh, you oh, retire. Oh. Well, you're a slave to that in a I way. See. But it's like a slave with in in a way maybe. I, first of all, I enjoy what I do, so I'm not a slave to anything right. or anyone. But some would feel that I am a slave, I and understand. I'd rather, much rather have this choice. But we probably have to wrap it up. We do actually. That was such an amazing conversation. I cannot wait for the book to come out. Um, usually, what happens is I listen to a book on Audible, and then I get so like enamored with it, or I want to go back and explore the thoughts again, and so I end up with a physical copy as well. So that's probably in my future, and I encourage you to do uh, that as well. Thank you again to our awesome guest, G Van Fleet. Um, and for her work, Mal's America. Thank you so much to all of our listeners and viewers. Wherever there is internet on this planet, we have viewers and we have listeners. And that is amazing because 
it shows that you are hungry for the information that our subject matter experts offer here, our guests offer here. And then you take that information around your dinner table. That's everything because that's where you unpack it. That's where you question it. That's where you, you wrestle with the ideas. And then hopefully you will, as she has encouraged us, you will take that into your local school boards, into your local politics, so that we are helping to reclaim, I think is the right word, reclaim our our values here in this nation um, and pushing back on all that craziness, um, doublespeak and destruction of our um, history and our traditions that um, Marxism and Maoism are all about. Um, thank you again to uh, our, our guests and our listeners. And if you want to go back and watch a, any portion of this video or any of our videos, then go to wherever you get your video content, but certainly YouTube, right? And when you get there, please subscribe and hit the notifications. That makes it harder for them to hate on us, <laughs> makes it harder for them to cancel us because when you, the end user, tell them with your subscription and your notification that this is important to you, that helps. So please do that. You can go to GunStreamer, do the same thing. You can go to OpsLens uh, smartphone app. If you want to listen to the audio only version, because maybe you're out for a Sunday drive, or you're working in the yard or something, then uh, go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on-demand tab and... Binge listen to your heart's content, darling. Beautifully done. And if you want to see photos and bios and links to books that some of our guests have written, like Miles America, um, go to the guest tab. It's a tremendous resource. It's ever-growing with subject matter experts. And when you spend time there, we don't hate that. All right, until next time, we are going to pray for our nation. We are going to pray for our nation. Impeach that governor in New Mexico. <laughs> Gonna pray. Oh, oh, oh for pray for the yes, pray. And how about the ones that we're a little frustrated with, like the impeach person them. mentioned? Impeach pray to impeach them. Maybe, maybe especially pray for those. Yes. And the people who are maybe trying to impeach them for very unconstitutional behavior i don't know it's it's a well, thing the problem is they swear to the con they'll keep the oath of the constitution and she right? said her oath is not is not absolute she can do whatever she wants to but guess what can you can't she wants to she can go to because it is still america and maybe see how much she can get away with exactly all right i've lost track what have we we're done? saying goodbye all right we're just Until saying next time goodbye everybody be good to each other have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye.